I'm Lori Coates, BCBA School Psychologist and BAIT Team Coordinator. And I'm Jocelyn Ruiz, BCBA and Co-Coordinator of the BAIT Team. And this is our fourth episode of BAIT Debate Topics We're Tackling. BAIT Debate will address simple research-based behavioral practices that will work with individual students, groups of students, in school settings. The situations and questions will be adapted from what we are seeing and hearing in schools. These are common struggles with students of all abilities. Although they are simple strategies, they're going to be effective at decreasing challenging behavior and making your day just a little easier. We're excited to share the stra- these strategies to make them available to SPED teachers, gen ed teachers, and other staff working in schools. We will occasionally have special guests from the field joining us. And we are excited about um, having the opportunity for you guys to send us questions. For As a reminder, that email that you guys can send questions to is podcast. That is B-A-I-T-D-E-B-A-T-E podcast at gmail.com. We're looking forward to hearing what you guys are experiencing. So make sure you send us those questions. All right, so last episode, we talked about echoing empathy with our students and each other. Lori, did you have any experiences over the last couple of weeks that highlight this important concept? I, I did. It was really fun to see a teacher and I had talked about a student who, who had experienced kind of a lot of trauma in his life generally. Mm-hmm. And she just was like, gosh, he just kind of shuts down. That's the first thing I see. And so I said, you know, this, we're going to talking about this. You know, we talked about echoing empathy and tell me how this would work for you. So what um, she did and she shared with me was to, as soon as he kind of shut down, to just immediately say, goodness, it looks like you need to take a break. I'm going to give you a minute. How do you like to have a minute? And that. the student kind of looked at her like, why would you ask me? You know, like he hadn't had anybody ask him before. Mm-hmm. And then he just started talking with her instead of even taking the break. So it kind of opened that door by just letting him know she cared, right? And that she could see he was struggling. Yeah. So it was really kind of a cool story. That's awesome that such a small thing can make such a big difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I had a situation, this was a couple weeks ago, but it's still something that I think about. So we had a student who had some pretty challenging behaviors and there was a field trip coming up. And so the student, yeah, (laughs) the student needed to have positive behaviors to make it on this field trip. Unfortunately, student did make some bad choices and we had to tell him that because of his choices, he wasn't able to join his friends on the field trip, which of course was devastating for our little friend. Yes, but You know, he did make those choices and we had to give him, um, or he had to follow through with that consequence. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase that. I think Um, I understand what you're saying is that he had to manage that. Like, it was going to be a consequence. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, buddy. You know, and it, it was hard for the staff to have to tell him because nobody wants to hear that you're not able to go on a field trip. But they cared about the student and they were able to deliver the bad news in a way where they still empathize with the student and made him feel validated about feeling bad about not being able to go on the field trip. Yeah. And field trips. I mean, I know 
probably some people listening right now are thinking really, you know, field trips. But Mm -hmm. for these young kids, field trips are like the be all and end all. Yes. And so to be able to say to them, hey, I know this is pretty crummy, you know, friend, Mm -hmm. that probably makes all the difference instead of what he might have heard in the past is, well, you made your choices. Yes. You have to have this consequence. But Mm -hmm. the staff was able to say, this is crummy. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So but this is what it is. Yeah, they were able to deliver that <coughs> consequence with love. Oh, yeah. that is really awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Okay, so let's get into our topic for today. Uh, what will be the primary topic we'll be talking about? Push for power. So this means we're talking about power struggles, So, which is such a common thing. What do we see, Jocelyn, when you're like out there and you see someone's in a power struggle? What does it look like? Well, power struggles come in all shapes and sizes. (laughs) Uh, So when we see staff members in power struggles, it can look like a couple of different things. We see students negotiating, Mm. teachers negotiating with students. Teachers also may be piling on consequences just because they've reached a point where they're exhausted. And when this happens, we see teachers piling on the consequences or escalating criteria for success. These can come with a change in voice or volume inflection, Mm -hmm. confrontational posture. So if your hands are crossed, hands on our hips, that might be a sign that you may be in a power struggle. Definitely. (laughs) Other things that we see are no relationship or no positive relationship between staff and the student or generally just too many staff talking during an incident can create a power struggle. So how do you know, Lori, when (laughs) you are in a power struggle or that you are in a power struggle? I think recognizing you're in a power struggle is one of the biggest things to improving that, right? So recognizing is pretty critical. I actually saw one this morning. It was a good example of a power struggle in that the teacher kept taking things away from a student because he was being disruptive with those things. And so the student just kept being more disruptive, finding something else. And and before too long, the teacher walked away exasperated, right? Mm-hmm. So recognizing it so you can stop it, I think, is really critical. So how do you know if you're in one, right? If you think you are, you are. If it ever crosses your mind, I think, could I be in a power struggle? You are. You definitely are. Just accept it, right? If your negative consequences are getting more and more, Kind of like you talked about, that escalating Mm -hmm. criteria or piling on more consequences. No recess ever. Yeah, right? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I heard a teacher several years ago as I was walking down a hall, so I didn't actually see what happened. But she said, if you don't get in your seat, I'm going to put you in your seat. And I was like, I wonder wonder how she might do that. And it was a junior high. So, you know, sometimes the students are a little bit bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) If you are standing too close, you're probably in a power struggle. If you hear from a student, you can't make me, you're probably in a power struggle. You can then, you know, if you hear that, you can start turning that by saying, you're right, I cannot, right? This is the, your, your choice at that point. So watch your posture, watch what consequences you're giving. And if you think I'm there, you're there, definitely. So I kind of talked a little bit about it, but tell yeah. me, Jocelyn, how do we combat power struggles? What do the, we do? The most important thing 
for educators to remember is that our job is to support, not control. Absolutely. When we try to control things, usually this doesn't end in cooperation, and oftentimes we see more behavior happening. Definitely. And then because as educators we may want to control what happens, we may end up saying some dumb things or doing some things that may keep us up at night. (laughs) I've done that for sure. Just say things that you know that was dumb. Yeah, I've definitely (laughs) been there too. And all we can do is take it as a learning experience and use that knowledge for next time. Right. Just own up to it. Yeah. Take it as a loss. Mm -hmm. But don't we need rules? And don't students need to do what they're told? Right? This is the hardest part. Because there are definitely times that cooperation following directions is a must, especially in a school setting where we have multiple students, you know, multiple things going on, schedules that need to be adhered to, and we need safety, right? Yes. But we need to teach about, we need to teach what cooperation is. We need to teach why following directions. And so we need to teach independence, Mm -hmm. and this is how we teach that. Helping students to understand what a community is and how your behavior impacts one another. The relationship, which we keep going back to. We talked about echoing empathy last week, talking about relationships again. That is where the key comes. So we've been reading a book and talking about some of the things in there, and one of the, the downfalls of any relationship or situation where you need compliance or you need things to change, is caring personally. If we don't care personally, then we're not going to win. So if you feel like you're in power struggles all the time with a student, step back, figure out how to care personally, and then you'll do better at getting that compliance. Because we definitely need it, right? Mm -hmm. We need students to do some things. But other things maybe aren't so important, right? So tell me, Jocelyn, how can I watch myself? So I don't get into a power struggle or stay in it. Well, the first thing, and I touched on this briefly, is watching your body posture. So ask yourself, what are my hands doing? What is my body doing? Mm -hmm. What is my face doing? So if you do see your hands kind of clenched or you feel your body tense, this might, or or you have your arms crossed, (laughs) yes. This is an indicator that you should be paying attention of your physical presence. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in confrontational postures with students where that may make them feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. So if you do start to feel yourself getting kind of tense, one thing you can do is take a break. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you have a staff member around, you can ask them to switch you out. Go take a drink of water. Go on a walk. Do something in that moment that's going to help you take a step back and reevaluate maybe some things that are going on. And maybe even say to the student, I've had teachers where uh, I've heard them say, I'm not handling this well. I need a minute, right? Mm -hmm. So you model to the student that sometimes adults don't do it right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Other things that we can do to get ourselves out of a of a power struggle are offering choices. So we Mm. may give the students some other available options of things that they can do in the moment. 
we can also change um, our request. So I've seen sometimes teachers get into a power struggle with a request that the student is not complying to. So something like, I need you to sit in this chair, and the student doesn't sit in the chair. So we can offer choices and change our request in the same direction. So I might say, like, I need you to sit on the floor or sit in a chair. That way we're changing our request, but we're also giving the student some of the power to choose what to do. Mm-hmm. That'll change a lot. Help. Yeah. Also realizing that it could just be you. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. It could just be you. Yeah. That the student is not thrilled with today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's going to be okay. It's because of our role as educators, not because of us as a person. So just remember that the student is upset because I'm his teacher in this moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And let's see. Another thing you can do is come back to the situation later when both of you are calmer. And then there you can have a more effective conversation about what each of you needed in the moment. Yeah, that's great. That's also echoing empathy again. Yes. We're going to get back to that a lot, I think, as we talk. Well, thank you all for tuning into this episode of Bait Debate. We're so excited to have this opportunity to share behavior strategies and talk about power struggles, right? They're so easy to get in with and get into and hard to get out of. The more we work on our responses, stepping back, developing positive relationships, the better we'll do at staying away from those. We hope this information uh, presented was meaningful to you all today. And um, we also have lots more exciting topics we'll be covering throughout the school year to keep you reeled in. If you have educator friends who might benefit, feel free to share this with them too. Catch you next time.